Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Godzilla Roundtable, Episode 4. And today I am joined by... Tony And as well as my favorite noob... <laughs> Crash. <laughs> and today we have a special guest with us today. We are joined by Dan Hartles, otherwise known as Twitter, as Bisexual Godzilla. I have had the pleasure <laughs> of having art from him on multiple occasions for writing projects. And he is also the artist of our logo. I'm so glad Hello. to have you. I'm I'm so glad to have you here here today, Dan. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> so, just to start off, how did you get into Godzilla? Oh, um, I mean, obviously, as a British person, you don't get much interaction with Godzilla because there hasn't been many films released mm -hmm. over here. Um, as a kid, I I was a, you know dinosaur obsessed, so '98 was my first real like a like experience and i loved mm -hmm. it as a kid obviously and uh, now i'm a bit iffy on it <laughs> so but uh 2014 when um the run-up mm -hmm. to godzilla 2014 and watching i don't know if you guys have heard of matt from super best friends the youtube channel uh Oh yeah, yeah, and his like obsession with mm -hmm. godzilla like <laughs> rubbed off on me and i just spent the whole of that summer i was between college and high school so i just spent that whole summer just watching godzilla films so yeah 2014 and then in the last year it's just steamed ahead and now i'm obsessed so it's sort of i'm still sort of a new fan mm -hmm. well you can relate to crash and ton here because because <laughs> we literally got crash into it last year right before king of king of the monsters and with ton he got into it mainly around the godzilla 2014 time as well because i badgered yeah. him into it yeah. It's like the best time to get into it. Like oh, it, it was it was ten the years. Best. It really has been. And um just to give a shout out because this is a really good video. If anyone wants to know more about the history of the UK and Kaiju, because it's really interesting, Wikizilla did an amazing episode on it. So which yeah. I'll provide a link to in the description just because it's very interesting how you guys did not get kaiju that much surprisingly no really? um not at all like i just read because i've got wikizilla opened just so i don't mm -hmm. get any names wrong i just read that like <laughs> when it was when godzilla vs mothra was released over here like mm -hmm. it was rated x so like no kids could see it <laughs> yeah <laughs> they gave the same rating to rodan as well i remember it got an x rating <laughs> Giant the monsters UK, are too much. The UK has had a weird history with horror, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So that is how our guest Dan got into Godzilla. So now it's time to get into the meat of into the meat of the episode, as I call it. So as usual, <laughs> how does everybody what is everybody's num numerical rating of Mata versus Godzilla? I'll start with you, Ton. All right. Well, for me, uh, Godzilla versus this thing is a solid eight out of ten. You're, oh, I enjoy it. <laughs> you're using you're using the English dub name, <laughs> fancy. Yeah, I couldn't resist. Yeah, um, <laughs> Mothra versus Godzilla, I really liked it a lot. Um, if you had to watch like one show or movie, it's probably one I'll recommend. Um, it's just it's really it's well made. The effects are beautiful, and the story is really, really easy to follow. I like, I like it a lot. All right, yeah, yeah. I say, yeah, I'd also give it eight out of ten. I feel for mm -hmm. me like 
I told you, I always like mine to the point I thought about the movie was. This kind of felt mm-hmm. like the perfect representation of that. But then yeah. fun. It was easy to follow, like he said. The are really nice, especially on the two tiny little fairies. <laughs> 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 it was, it was I like the Mothra's cool. Like they're mm-hmm. Yeah, I, just, I really enjoyed it a lot. All right, Dan. I, I have a feeling because you requested this one for me, but what is your rating for Mountain Racing? I mean, I never want to rate anything a 10 just because <laughs> that doesn't leave it open for like something better. But this is nine. Like, it's one of my favorites. Nine. It's just, yeah, 9.9. <laughs> That's what we're going to go for. It's just like quintessential Showa Godzilla. It's not too serious, not too fun. It's just. Mm-hmm. everything's perfect in my opinion mm-hmm. i mean other than maybe oh i don't know there's probably something that's not perfect i can't think of it right now <laughs> i have to echo you guys because this is in my top 10 godzilla films like i've been saying it's my number eight on the top 10 list and ironically mm-hmm. i'd give it an eight out of eight not an eight out of eight, eight out of ten <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i, I agree Matrix is godzilla is kind of basically where the series really hits that almost like where the start of like the normal stuff begins in a way because you have gojira which is a soul film you have godzilla raids again which is an experimental <laughs> film yeah <laughs> and then you have king kong versus godzilla which is basically a cross-company crossover so Mata yeah. versus godzilla is really the start of the show of godzilla era's just the usual style and like I was saying to you, to you, Crash, yesterday when, when we were watching it, um, this is basically the start of to be put the, to be a nerd about it. The hashtag Toho Cinematic Universe, <laughs> because this is the first time Toho crossed over their own properties. When when, when did Mothra was Mothra was Godzilla Nineteen sixty four. Oh, I forgot to say it myself. This episode, of course, is about Macho versus Godzilla. Now <laughs> I forgot <laughs> to say it. Oh well, this is this is that <laughs> kind of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty. It's really impressive, especially for the time. Like as yeah. I mentioned before, it has some pretty tight continuity for the time. I, it I does. never saw continuity, but point yeah. said like it follows up really well. And, like having your it does just come back. So like I guess setting obviously. Yes. What is I, mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> go go first. It just always sort of cracks me up that this like it's obviously a universe which knows Mothra and Godzilla mm-hmm. exists, and it's just like everybody's sort of just fine, and it's like oh Godzilla's here, it's like oh uh, you you've experienced this before, and you're not really that bothered. It that yeah. always makes me laugh a little bit, just how yeah. normal this seems to be like, now. Four times. <laughs> yeah, right. make yeah, a wall or something, guys. <laughs> <Bring up the laughs> tank. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's still some sort of defenses. Like, come on. I mean, every single time they seem to sink or stay gone, but at least this time, this is his final. Which I think is kind of an interesting way to also look at this film. This is the final time Godzilla's a villain in the show in yeah. the Showa era of his own free will, at least. But you'll see later on, Crash. What I mean by that. <laughs> Like, this is really the final film of the, ooh, Godzilla is scary, he's a villain, he's intimidating, when he starts to make that shift into a hero after this. So it's kind of an interesting send-off, too. Especially because, even in this film, he's kind of more like a lost animal, I feel like. Like, the scene where he gets his tail stuck in the tower, or when he falls, <laughs> or when he falls and smashes his face into, in, into the pagoda. 
I love that scene. Yeah, it's so funny. That, that's the scene we had wanted to mention. I don't know. Well, I guess we can start back right now. But yeah, Godzilla yeah. got really low. Kind of he did. He was falling over. He was getting pushed around. He was knocked over. He fell down a cliff. He fell on a hill. Like, yeah, a lot more than usual the last day. Always falling yeah. over. He's <laughs> such a klutz in this one. Like, he, he mean, can he just tell that he doesn't know where his feet are. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> And part, and part of that is intentional, and part of that is non-purpose, because I just love the story <laughs> of the fact that Hiro Nakajima tripped and fell face-first into, <laughs> into the pagoda, and so he had Constantly to keep it in suffering. character to keep the shot, so he just he was just like, okay, what would Godzilla do? So he just flipped the hell out and absolutely wrecked <laughs> the pagoda they had, and that's amazing. And that Brilliant. pull actually damaged the suit, because if you look at it, because I think they filmed a lot of the stuff in sequential order from my, from my belief, because I know that actually messed the suit's head where there's some teeth missing, actually, from it. Oh, dude, that was, that was and he has that, um, <laughs> and he has that, like, wobble on his jaws, which I, I absolutely love. Like, yeah, like the fact that he's just like, it, it just makes him kind of cute. It's like, oh, look at his little, he little is. cat mouth just wobbling. <laughs> <laughs> which I want to bring up, because Crash, you said that this is your favorite Godzilla design of the four we've I done so, so far. I think so, yeah. Of the four we've seen so far, I probably think this one looks like the most solid, I think. Because mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I know, especially like, was it Raids again, I think, which had the really yeah. dang suit. That one yeah, Raids again. King Kong's looks really good, too. <laughs> but I think this one kind of like solidified. Like, he just looks super well-proportioned, I, love, I feel. And mm-hmm. his face especially, I think it's important to get down. Yeah. I think it looks, I think it looks really good, I'd say. You have those really menacing eyebrows, which I love. <laughs> the giant eyes. <laughs> He's like angry at all times. He does. Mm-hmm. It gives him that really fierce look. Though, though honestly, Crash, I'm kind of surprised to see Gojira's suit surpass so early, but I'm a fan girl for the Gojira's <laughs> suit, I'll admit. No, it looks, that one looks really good, too. I probably think it's just because, like, I kind of see it in color and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's true. It, yeah. Which makes yeah. it stand out to me. Mm-hmm. You also don't really get a close-up of the Gojira suit. It's all a puppet, which is not as good. No, <laughs> yeah. we actually talk about that, as you heard <laughs> yeah. in our first episode. Yeah, I've that the like puppet a, does yeah. not look as good. Recurring things I mean, one, mm-hmm. peeking over the mountain, occasionally just kind of looking over. <laughs> or, someone, or some monster gets thrown off the cliff. <laughs> that you established a trench early. Yeah, that has happened in three out of the four so far. It started with raids again. It continued in King Kong versus Godzilla, and now we've got Mata versus Godzilla doing it. Which I guess I should talk about our, t- our titular monster. What do you all think of Mata in her first debut appearance? <laughs> I love the puppet. The puppet looks really nice. Love all the details to it. Looks yeah. perfectly fuzzy too. I know, right? And she's I, so cute. I, I, I couldn't tell. She has like a little like genre there. I don't think I can see it well. Really. Yeah, she does. Shiny. It's that it's that little beak thing she has at the end of her mouth. Yeah. Really impressive. Mm-hmm. Really nice. What do you, what, what do you guys think for Dan and Ton? Um. So, I guess it has been a while since I watched the show. So, mm-hmm. so what really caught my attention was how goddamn huge Mother is. Yes! <laughs> She's such she a fly- chonker. <laughs> she flies over Godzilla. You just get this really massive sense of scale. It's like, holy cow. Like, I was really impressed with mm-hmm. how massive she comes across yeah. from her presence. And um, I was, I don't know, I don't want to pick Godzilla designs against each other, mm-hmm. but 
I hope this guy, if, I'm sorry, if Mothra ever shows up in the future, she kind of has that scale again. Cause I, I, mean, I love tiny King of the Monsters, Mothra. <laughs> yeah. Mega Mothra is also really awesome. Yeah. That's what I, I was s- going to say. Like, she is huge. She is just absolutely, like, massive. <laughs> uh, yeah. She's actually bigger than Godzilla in this movie, which I think is really yeah. neat. Oh, yeah. There was that mm-hmm. scale that um, I can't remember, it was an artist did, and it was like, mm. oh my god, Mothra, Showa era Mothra is probably <laughs> like, she has no right being as big as she is. She's bigger than Ghidorah. She's huge. Wow. She <laughs> is. <laughs> I know, right? She looks I love great. It. She does look great. Like, and, I mean, and, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry, I was going to say, according yeah. to what I said before, like, this is yeah. one of the few times Mothra is like an enemy to Godzilla. Yeah, so this I is. Guess for, mm. for her to fight him, I guess he may want her. I love that <laughs> scene when she just grabs him and just starts dragging <laughs> that, him that, to that's hell. Example. Yeah, like he's just getting dragged. He's like aimlessly shooting his um his, his what, what's the breath? I forgot. I, um, uh, atomic breath. Atomic yeah. breath. Yeah, he can't even hit her. <laughs> and, and something else which I do really love though with this movie is seeing poor Godzilla. He just got his ass beat, beat by King Kong. He's sleeping in the ocean. He's recovering from his wounds. <laughs> and then he just wakes up somewhere. He's like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> and he's just, just wandering around like, like a drunk guy trying to find his way back. And everyone just, just like, he's fucking shooting him. <laughs> he does. He has, like, it cracks me up about the shower error. It's like, for the first, mm-hmm. like, two films, like, since Raids, he just mm-hmm. is a loser. He just isn't I winning. Is. He just sucks. <laughs> When he when he when he tripped when um when Mothra I think was on the ground and like Godzilla mm-hmm. was coming down to like I guess kick her she just flew away and he tripped down the hill I was like wow what a jump he just... <laughs> 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 oh god I loved Godzilla in this because he really is you could put a slapstick comedy routine over it and I love it because he's such a mimetic loser in this one <laughs> and honestly I, I, I know some people complain about that but i love it i just think it adds so much character to him to have him <laughs> as like this kind of like underdog to a degree yeah i think there's a lot of charm to it there and it does show him as being like an animal at the end of the day like yeah. this isn't like this isn't the atomic god of gojira anymore this is um <laughs> uh, the big giant dinosaur that's out of his element which is what they kind of shifted towards of course after yeah. raids again which i don't mind i think it's fun yeah, me too. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. Like I said, that might be why I kind of like how kind of silly mm-hmm. it is. It's really fun. And then, of course, Crash, your reaction to the Mothra larva cracked me up. <laughs> you were just like, ew. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> and then there I was mean, then. Uh, controversial take. Like, I mm. really hate the Mothra design. Like, the Mothra, like, like lava designs until mm-hmm. king of the monsters i've always thought they were like they just don't look right they just look like a like <laughs> they're know, really if, gross, <laughs> if, gross if, <laughs> this may be too like of an x-rated thing to say they look like a flashlight they just don't look right just so lumpy oh and like weird it's just so gross <laughs> see see honestly i'll admit they always reminded me of like dog turds <laughs> I think we could just say but they but they have a kind of ugly cute aesthetic which I know is yeah, a big thing yeah. in, yeah. in, in in Japan because Japan really loves creepy cute and ugly cute 
as design aesthetic. So I see why they got so big. I will say, though, <laughs> the Mantra Larva design in Mantra 1961, which is, I guess, the prequel original. I don't know what to call it in regards to this. But the Mantra Larva design there looks a lot better, which let me grab that because I like that yeah. design a lot. It doesn't look as gross. I mean, even though it's gross, like, I, even though I say I hate it, I still like it. Like, it's, like, so mm-hmm. weird. Like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, you're fucking gross, and I hate you. But also, <laughs> I will protect you from anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's this right. That looks really good. Yeah, this was the original one, and it doesn't look as gross and weirdly dog-turdy. So <laughs> it, it, looks more like, it looks more like a caterpillar, so it's cute. Yeah. This is probably the first time in a show movie I know it's kind of a mm-hmm. background effect. Yeah. If you look really carefully when they first go on the beaches, you can actually see the wings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I missed that, but I can think of it. I missed nice it, too. Movie. Yeah, what yeah. I noticed is, is during the tank fight, um, you, because of the HD, I think, because you have to think that these are being upscaled, like they're not mm. being viewed in their original format anymore. Um, You can kind of see the the... I guess the strings, I'm not sure if it's strings or if it's some kind of other system to push the tanks along, and that was yeah. really funny to notice. <laughs> but, like, it sort of adds to the charm. Like, whenever I it see, does. like, the effects, like, in action, I'm like, oh, man, this is so good. I know, right? Yeah, I love the show effects. Which I guess I have to say, because I forgot to mention it last time to you, Crash, um, for the next few films, this is considered kind of, like, the golden age of the Godzilla film because you have the original four back from Gojira, which is of course the Shiro Honda directing, Tomoyuki Tanaka producing, Eiji Tsuburaya doing the effects, and you have Akira Ifakube doing the music. After they were hmm. absent from raids again, except for Tanaka and Eiji Tsuburaya. So the next one, the last one, or is it over now? No, um, we still have two more to go with within this golden age. With, with, with Ghidorah and Invasion of Astro Monster. Oh, Ghidorah's but, coming next? Yes, Ghidorah's yeah. next. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so this is kind of the second film in that golden age after King Kong vs. Godzilla being the first. Yeah, because right. <laughs> yeah, these two are definitely a bigger return to form after King Kong. Not King Kong. Yeah. Raids yeah. again. Yeah. Because King Kong vs. Godzilla, like I said, is basically the cross company crossover. Yeah. And, and then they're like, which is kind of interesting because, like I told you when we were watching, <laughs> Um, Frankenstein was originally meant to be the monster in this. In this one, oh, yeah. yeah, because this oh, started wow. life as because this started life as Frankenstein versus Godzilla, but they changed it to Mothra versus Godzilla. <laughs> Instead, Frankenstein got his own movie. Frankenstein conquers the world, but we're not doing that. We'll save that for the Kaiju Roundtable. <laughs> also known as Frankenstein versus Baragon, my favorite Godzilla monster. <laughs> One of the best. I love my boy. <laughs> I love how Angurus has become a meme to us. <laughs> Just because of Raids again. Don't worry. He, he gets better when he shows up later in the films. Ang- Angurus is one of my favorites. He's very precious. I love him so protected. much. He's got a fighting spirit. He's Godzilla's best friend. After the rest of yeah, <laughs> we kind of came out of friendships. Right? <laughs> yeah, all friendships have rough, rough patches. True, <laughs> they're just alright. Mm-hmm. Mm. Though, though, I guess speaking of friends, we this has been the most awkward transition ever. But I do want, to, I do want to talk about 
the human side of this because even though the human characters aren't as fleshed out as some other Godzilla movies, I think they're really enjoyable <laughs> and really fun. And I think this film has a lot to say, actually. A I, lot more than, than King Kong versus Godzilla, in my opinion. That, I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. I think this time around it works really well because the characters are much more integrated to like monsters yeah. per se. You know, here they're trying to you know find out more about Mothra and kind of yeah. to help out. As opposed mm-hmm. to a lot of the like other ones we saw where they're just kind of doing their own thing in the background, sort of trying yeah. to deal with the monsters. I think that makes it much more endearing and more like engaging. Mm-hmm. I can definitely remember like these main characters a lot more like, or even mm-hmm. kind of like the main characters of King Kong. Yeah, I, I'd agree. King Kong yeah. Godzilla's weakest point is everyone besides Mr. Taco, who I love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, here though, I think it's really interesting the commentary about capitalism and nuclear testing because those are really the two big themes of this movie. Of course, with capitalism, because this is really interesting. Because I watched a Honda movie recently for the first time ever, thanks to thanks to um a fan server who's doing great work. I'll put their Patreon in the in, in the description as well. Um, I, I was thankfully able to watch Honda's second ever feature film, Cold Skin of the South. And in that movie, there is a corrupt capitalist who's chopping down the forest. And it's kind of interesting to see Honda still having capitalism on his mind actually 12 years later because you have um, uh, the businessmen who are trying to make a theme park around Matra's egg and they just don't <laughs> care no matter what. I adore them. They're, they're and unlike <laughs> and unlike Mr. Taco, who's kind of a mimetic loser, these guys are really sinister <laughs> and really corrupt. Because you have the old money with the rich guy's son, who's funding it. And then you have new money with the kind of gruff, sluggish. Um, oh shoot, I forget his name. Let me look up his name. Um, um it's Kumayama. Yes, Sorry, I've got Kumayama. the open. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dan. You saved me. Because you have Kumayama, who's, who's new money, which is kind of representing how, how, how a lot of people in Japan got a lot of money after the post-economic miracle. Mm. Not the post-economic, post-war economic miracle. Mm-hmm. And that kind of clash between the old money and the new money. But Honda's like, bruh, they both fucking suck. <laughs> because in the end, they murder each other practically. Kumayama yeah. beats the rich guy's son half to death. The rich guy shoots Kumayama in the back, which is brutal. Like, this movie gets oh, so yeah. bloody <laughs> compared That's to the other three. That's the most bloody thing you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> up so to far. this point. Like, yeah. He's bleeding all over his face and he shoots the guy in the back. I and there's blood on the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he killed him. Um, he shot. He shot him in the back, but I guess the blood splatter got on his head. That's pretty. Yeah, pretty it's up. brutal. Just beating each other up there. Mm. <laughs> You're looking back. Chill. <laughs> Even more just. Mm. What do you guys think of the capitalism angle in this and the characters? I know. I know. Crash said it, but what do you? What do you guys think for Dan and Ton? Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, I guess I'll go first. Yeah. Um, I really love how Honda just is unafraid to do certain commentary. Mm-hmm. Like, um, certain stuff we do, like the, oh yeah, rich people bad, but then they'll have like, <laughs> like a sympathetic rich person or mm-hmm. someone who's like, oh, no, we're not all bad. Mm-hmm. Here, every, like, from like the bottom level, we have the, 
chief of the fishing village who sees a giant monster and his first thought is like, oh, how can we make money off you? <laughs> and you have <laughs> the discipline man and happy enterprises yeah. who are just trying to get as much money as possible and profit on it. And they just don't contribute anything positive yeah. to a product. So <laughs> you, can, you can really tell Honda mm-hmm. is, is kind of critical. And I found it interesting when you consider, like, when this was made. Yeah. Like, like you said, post-war Japan, when the economic, um, when the Japanese economy was taking a turn mm-hmm. for the better, there's a really kind of, well, I don't want to speak with too much authority since I'm not Japanese. Mm-hmm. You kind of hear about that really overwhelming corporate culture in Japan. Yeah. This really feels like a commentary criticism of that corporate culture. It definitely as is. As early as the 60s. It really yeah. is. Dan, I know you wanted to come on and just talk about this, so what do you have to say? <laughs> well, like, it's one of the best ones in criticizing capitalism. And, like, mm. as you know, I hold those left wing views, and, like, I mean, this, this simplifies it, but mm-hmm. it's done in a way where. Like, as a kid, I consumed a lot of media where the rich guys were bad. And this is one mm. that definitely, if I watched it as a kid, I'd be able to sit there and go, yeah, these rich guys, they ain't good. They ain't good <laughs> stuff. They ain't, like, mm. And the fact that they also, like, you know, they added, um, mm. like, justice of them fighting each other for money. And yeah. I don't know if you guys know who Del Boy is from Only Fools and Horses. In the, it's a British TV show. Sadly, mm. sadly, <laughs> I, 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 sadly, I am not that British. <laughs> well it's just funny to me i don't know if any if you have any british listeners but um mm. one of the the um kumiyama is dressed just like the lead character of that show and it's just oh that's really funny it's, and it, like that show is about like british capitalism mm-hmm. and stuff like in a sort of comedic way and it just reminds it's just like very ironic that they just end up killing each other and obviously it's strange how violent these show era films get but i know right? like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and, and then they get you know godzilla as you know he likes a bit of justice, comes in and kills him. And I just yeah. I just love how also the press are like represented in a way to be like, you know, mm-hmm. the sorry, I'm sort of repeating myself. <laughs> no problem. Be the um like bastions of like justice and like what yeah, is they right, are, which, really. which I don't know how well that stands back in the sixties in Japan, but these days <laughs> mm, it's a bit fifty fifty. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's well, it's, it's I think no, with that. I think Honda was always an optimist. Yeah. Like, yeah. like even with Serizawa. So I think the press and this are kind of meant to be Honda's idealistic view of it. But I do yeah. think he's kind of realistic at points. Like the boss is kind of a dick in this movie. Like he keeps oh, yelling yeah. at he keeps yelling at poor Eggman as me and Crash and Sun <laughs> start calling him. Yeah, because he is always eating an egg. <clears throat> it's either it's either soft boiled, hard boiled, or like scrambled not scrambled on the same side up and i and i love that yeah. he he's my favorite character and i we loved like, him so much he's the he's the best like that's that's like he's one of the characters that adds so much levity to this film which makes yeah even the heavier messages like what like 10 times more um digestible like i yeah, feel like comedy really works in front of it. yeah yeah like, of course like i really love the scene where he gets stuck on the military jeep and he's like wait 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 <laughs> they're just speeding <laughs> off with him uh, I love that bit. I, I I forgot about that, so I was cracking up seeing that because I forgot they that they did it. And you just see him on the back of Jeep. He's like, "Wait, where are we going?" And they they, they just keep driving. 
<laughs> and he doesn't show up until the end. Um, but yeah, though, the capitalism message here is really strong. And speaking of comedy, I love the joke about them getting the price for monster's egg from chicken eggs. Yes. It's like, well, we calculate it by the price of one chicken egg. And it's just this really random bullshit number. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> and and then with the continuity, then you have Kumiyama wanting to sell, wanting to kidnap the fairies again and sell them. <laughs> Despite how badly that went last time. Which I guess brings me to the other big piece of the commentary, which is Honda's thoughts on nuclear testing and also the mistreatment of native people. Because that's mm. a really big theme in this. Like, mm -hmm. the nuclear testing, Infant Island, since last time now, is completely decimated. The only patch of, of green is left that's left is in the Shobajin's um, a worship place, and that's it. They're, the fairies are the last bit of green left on the entire island, and now it's just decimated, and you see Skeleturtle and everything like that, which I love Skeleturtle, <laughs> by the say. way. Is that... Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to sound dumb. <laughs> what was it? No, that's not what Skeleton had. No. I was like, that's so cartoon. But I was like, I love it. I've seen cartoons Skeleton before, so I was like, that's not real, right? No, it's I not can real. Never, I can never tell whether Skeletal is alive or not, because I think his head moves a little bit. His head does move and moves. It's so weird. And I'm so confused about whether he's like alive or not. And I'm like, he needs help. Somebody help him, please. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and it's really striking imagery, and then you have the natives yelling at our protagonists, like, "Look at what, look at what you fuckers did to our island! You want us to help you after all of this? Especially <laughs> after last time, you kidnapped our people. You come back, and 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 after that, you wrecked our island. You want us to help you? And that's a really strong commentary because Honda never goes, "Oh, it's not our fault. It's basically like." Yeah, it's not your fault, but how complicit are you by not saying anything and not really <laughs> intervening at all? And it's a really just striking point. Well, so what do you guys think about the new grid testing angle? Huh? Oh, yeah, I think it's oh, yeah, I think it's really well done. Obviously, when they get there, wow, mm -hmm. it's just rock. And as you said in the first one, it's a lush. It's a yeah, tropical area. forest. Yeah, when they get there, and yeah. people are obviously very worried. And they don't want to be with you. Like, we can't trust you guys. Like, even mm -hmm. after, like, last time you said? I forget. Said yeah, last time. The first one. So, like, yeah. yeah, there is. Yeah. Because basically, Crash, last time, um, there was a scientific expedition that went there, and they kidnapped the fairies. So that's why he's like, last time you guys were here, you fucked us over. Then you fucked us <laughs> over again. Why should we help you? Yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's really well done. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to say about it, Dan and Ton? Yeah, so I guess oh, I always like to kind of bring in kind of a historical perspective. So mm -hmm. I was just taking a quick glance to confirm it. Um, just it's kind of interesting how you know these Godzilla movies came out during the high of the Cold War so mm -hmm. for um, most of the world. Um, this was that was the kind of the concern, like, even if you were in Japan, you know, it's like whether America and the USSR were going to um, launch nuclear weapons at each other was kind of a concern. Mm -hmm. And I was glancing, and, you know, this came out in 1964, 
um, um, testing nuclear weapons on the surface, mm-hmm. like the um, old Casting Bravo test, yeah. which I'll go to your reference, had just gotten banned like, a year before this yeah. started. So, basically, to kind of for mm-hmm. anyone who know what nuclear testing is like, the, 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 that was basically just finding like, an empty patch of land and setting off mm-hmm. a whole entire nuclear bomb, which would just devastate to the environment. Super dangerous. And I also have to say, because I just got reminded of it thinking about it, Bikini Adol, which is the most, um, uh, not iconic, because that's not the right word, the most famous, mm-hmm. or infamous, I guess, location, used to have natives on it, actually, and the U.S. military forcibly bought them out and said, leave, go, we're using this now. And I kind of wonder if that's where Honda and Sekizawa, because Shinichi Sekizawa was who wrote this film, got mm. the inspiration for the nuclear testing mm. and, the, and the native suffering, because it definitely feels similar with native suffering as a result of a, basically what's implied to be American nuclear bomb tests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have anything to say about it, Dan? Uh, well, I was going to say, like, um, it's the natives, um, to use the, like, I don't know, the politically correct term, the yeah. infant islanders are dealt with a lot better than the, the um, native people in King Kong vs. Godzilla. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Yeah. Like, they, you know, they... <laughs> Well, for one, it's not blackface. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. That's a start. Like, yeah, and and you know they're 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 in control. They're not seen as like stupid, and mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's their like problem. They're the people delivering like the they they are basically they're the key to the whole plot being solved. Yeah. Really, if it wasn't for them. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah, the nuclear angle. Obviously, it's a Godzilla film, and they always do it well. Well, most mm-hmm. of them. I <laughs> don't know about. <laughs> 98, I'm going to keep on bashing on it just to, you know, show people I'm a real Godzilla fan. I hate 98. No, I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't hate any Godzilla films. So, yeah, I, that's all I got. <laughs> Sorry. That's the problem. Now we bring it up, yeah. This one definitely went back to having more kind of nuclear theme, yeah, theme or yeah. like some kind of message again, yeah. or allegory. <laughs> yeah, compared to like Rage Again. <laughs> Especially King Kong, because the last thing that yeah. Oh, yeah. Treat, Treat animals well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we were memeing about them um, uh, shoving in them more at the end to make sure it was there. But yeah, I agree. And I think there's a lot of messaging here about how you treat natives. Like even the fact that they don't give back the egg to, yeah. to, to the fairies. It's very symbolic, I guess, especially compared to now. We're seeing people like Egypt and other Middle Eastern countries and African countries and Polynesian countries wanting their artifacts back. Like, bruh, yeah. you stole these from us. Can <laughs> oh we have God, them back? Don't even get me started on the British Museum just keeping everything. Like, God, just give it back. Yeah, the British <laughs> Museum is like, yeah, that's ours, guys. It's like, no, we stole yeah, we it. Found it. Like, and Egypt's, <laughs> and Egypt having to go to the British Embassy, like, bruh, can we please get our stuff back? <laughs> you literally <laughs> took it from us. So the yeah, so it's kind can... of interesting seeing it. Oh, sorry, go first, Dan. Sorry, no, don't worry. It was completely irrelevant. <laughs> no, it's all right. The, we, that's the that's the name of the game on the Godzilla roundtable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just um how if you put you, you know giving stuff back to red native countries. I've been mm-hmm. to the British Museum. 
Like you could literally put a polystyrene version of an Easter Island head in there and replace the one that is in there, and I wouldn't notice. Mm. Like just just give it back. Like yeah. they could have kept a polystyrene yeah. egg in in Happy Land, and I don't think and, anybody would have noticed. No, nobody would have. But they but they wanted to market it off of what was ever whatever was in the egg, no, which is also part of it. Make something up. They can make something up. Or well, they can just say that yeah. Godzilla, when he appeared, oh, he came out the egg and just smashed a fake <laughs> egg. <laughs> like, look, it was Godzilla this whole time. Um, ignore those reports that he came out of the dirt. He was in the egg. <laughs> Which I want to say, because you brought it up, I love that entrance for Godzilla in this movie. This is one of my favorite oh, Godzilla so entrances. It's mm-hmm. so cool. But Crash was so funny. You were like, wait, what? how did he get here? So I, had <laughs> really to explain to you, so I had to explain to you that he got washed up in the typhoon and yeah, he got buried. I guess, I guess I'm going to have to like, fill in the blanks for the next one. Yeah, basically, they, they, they proceed off of each other. But if Godzilla ever just never like officially ends up somewhere, like how he ended up in the ice and raids again, they're just gonna be like, oh yeah, he was in the ocean, and <laughs> and that and that'll be it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just <laughs> living his life. Though <laughs> on, on the fairies, though also, I really <laughs> love the fairies in this. They're so good. I love the music. Um, uh, Akira if Akube gave them, and also, oh shoot, who was the mantra composer? Because the mantra composer is in Akira if Akube. I'll just quickly check. Um, oh, what was that? Oh, then who composed the mantra song? Because I remember for King of the Monsters, they had to go to uh, his y- estate. Yuji Koseki? That, that's who it is. Yeah, Yuji Koseki. His mantra song is so good. I love the song the Peanuts have in this, as the fairies. That's the name. Oh, just crash this for you now because I'm using <laughs> hashtag Godzilla in their terms. Um, the, Peanuts, <laughs> the Peanuts is is the pop music duo who played the fairies. Yeah, when I they were. I love you, Rex. You, you, are, you literally just said it. Just said in the chat, "What the what the fuck?" And I was like, and I was, and I was like, yeah, Crash. Remember how I told you like last time how how the this series is going to get into fantasy stuff? Here's the start of this <laughs> yeah. because this really is the start of them integrating fantasy stuff into it with the fairies. Yeah, I thought they were really like, well done. Like, mm-hmm. they had a nice angle to this. <laughs> Yeah, they did. I, I, oh my gosh, no crash! It was so funny how, how you're like in their private time. Did, did, did they just go around saying return our egg? Return, they go to random shrine and say, "Please return our egg to us." <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I love but that they have to sit in that box as well. I know, right? <laughs> that they get swung around, like they're just in I there, know, right? tumbling around, like so good. <laughs> but I have to say though, the effects of them are super impressive. Yeah. They look yeah. really good. I, mm-hmm. I know, Crash, you were impressed by them, too. Yeah, especially um, in the first scene in the big panel. I was like, oh, yeah. they look really tiny. That chair. Really well done. Mm-hmm. Ton, do you have anything to say about the um, uh, fairies? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I really love the um, show BG. Um, yeah. I pronounced that right. Yeah, you did. Nice job. <laughs> oh, cool. All right, nice. So, I, I really love just the role in the story always and the effects once again just are really well done in this movie but you know you can sometimes see like the the I guess the blur from there and sorry mm-hmm. the scenes it's just always really impressive I I really love watching old movies and how they went about doing mm-hmm. special effects before our era of computers mm-hmm. and stuff so I always appreciate mm-hmm. just how really nice Life-like stuff Same. comes off. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Oh, um, yeah. 
and real quick before I before I before I, I extend his opinions on the fairies, um, just to, just to backtrack real quick, did you have any thoughts on on the Eve's time? Because I know that you've like taken classes about this, so I was just curious if you had any thoughts on how um Matraverse Godzilla did the natives and the thought of native, I guess in a way native liberation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um. I think, like, we all pretty much agree. Infant Islanders are way better done than the Faroe Islanders and versus King Kong versus Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, the, no blackface, no, like, um, I, I, I did notice, um, yeah. just kind of, it was interesting the stack without Honda. I feel like he kind of went back to his more respectful portrayal mm-hmm. of from Gojira. Yeah. But the, well, some something I took, I noticed when looking at the you know, infant islanders is kind of the aesthetic. Yeah, like the costumes were a lot more. Like with the Far Islanders, you kind of have the generic African look mm-hmm. with like the skirts and kind of like grass skirts and keys yeah. and stuff. But then for infant island, they actually I noticed the Woman, mm-hmm. uh, like the female dancers, have like these Polynesian style outfits, yeah. and um, the man kind of had look more like kind of I want to say accurate indigenous mm-hmm. Japanese people, but they have like just more well more natural, done. I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems more real than just like a kind of like a stereotype. Oh, kitschy, yeah, kitschy stereotype of native people, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. So that that was nice to see. I don't know if like Honda did that intentionally after mm-hmm. King Kong, or it was just like a coincidence. But I, yeah, I really liked how they did it a lot, especially uh, how sympathetic mm-hmm. they were portrayed. Yeah, they they are. Like, mm-hmm. So to get back to the fairies, did did you have any thoughts on the fairies, Dan? Oh, just, um, well, you know, it's the Peanuts. They sung that song. I love that song. I listen to that song every day. I put it on. It's my ringtone. No, it's not. But, (laughs) (laughs) and also, yeah, the effects are just so good. Like, uh, um, I was just what, like, I was watching it before I was watching this. And um, before I started this with with my girlfriend, and we're both saying those effects, Mm -hmm. like, for the 60s, like, incredible. It's like, yeah. And, um, you know, as I I said earlier, the effects don't bother me, even if you see the strings. But, it mm-hmm. just looks so good and you believe they're there. And also that scene when um, all the main characters are looking for them under the table. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and right at the end bit. of the scene, I can't remember who, who bangs the head. I think it's... Um, it's like, um, I, can't, I can't remember. I think it's, it's Akira or something. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't him. remember. I think it's Akira Takarada who bangs his head. That's yeah. not, that's not the he, name of the character, but that's how I remember him. Yeah. And he just bashes his head and it cuts. And every time yeah. I'm like, is that intentional or or not? But either way, it's brilliant. And I yeah, know, right? the showbizin are great. And obviously the peanuts are the best showbizin. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that's all I've got to say. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No problem. <laughs> but yeah, also it's funny enough, no fun that you stumbled over what they call King Kong versus Godzilla, because this is another movie where the name placement is very important <laughs> because Mothra mm. versus Godzilla and Godzilla versus Mantra are two different movies, which gets a very <laughs> yeah. confusing, very fast. Wow. Because because this movie was also released as Godzilla versus Mantra in, in the West, 
after the original Godzilla versus the Sing title, which is hilarious. I love that title. It's one of my because favorites because it's the implication that Mothra is absolutely fucking horrific. I know, right? Like, I love this poster <laughs> for it. <laughs> the thing. What yeah, is like, it? Like, they tried to make Amamatra out to be this really horrific monster, and then she's the most beautiful, <laughs> basically giant moth butterfly around. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's, yeah. That's one of my favorites. It's so funny. <laughs> I love it. And she's also the most sympathetic, I feel like, up to this point. Oh, yeah. Like I said, the scene where when she's dying and she flies over and she puts her wing over her babies, that always gets me. Like, it's like that's a really nice touch, how they have her in her last moments go to try to protect her egg yeah, and to, and, and to die alongside next to them. That's a really nice touch. And I really love Mantra's feminine maternal qualities because that's not something you see a lot in monsters. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, a lot of kaiju mm-hmm. kind of, like, uh, I don't know if it's, like, intentional in Japan, but mm-hmm. like, they kind of come across as, like, masculine creatures. Oh, that's definitely on purpose. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very aggressive and, you know, mm-hmm. raw and smash stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, then you have authors just really seen as just kind of serene, yeah. beautiful, and peaceful in mm-hmm. a way. And, like, I guess that's a bit stereotyping, but then again, mm-hmm. we have Australia, so yeah. it's, it's kind of balanced. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, so it's something I like about Mothra. What's that also I do enjoy with the Godzilla female monsters? You have Mothra, who's the peak of a feminine. Then you have Biolante, who's kind of more in the middle. Then you have Megagirus, who's kind of urgent, verging more on the masculine. Then you have fucking Destoroya, who is just <laughs> not girly at all. And I love and I love that Godzilla's final opponent per se in the Hisa era. You'll see it later, Crash. But I just have to show you Destoroya because it's so funny how this is one of the girl monsters and I love it. Well, I thought she was a male until very recently. Like I was like because I don't think they ever say her pronouns in the film. I can't remember off the top of my head. The dub messes it up from what I've heard that they used he him when in the original film they don't use pronouns. Mm-hmm. Uh and then the suit for Destroyer has has to not get too graphic, female crab bits <laughs> on it. Nice. And then and then in recent Toho merch, they've been putting her the Mega Gears and Matra and Biolante. So they're I trying mean, to make the girl foursome. I've been trying. I I have always been pushing for Hedora to be a female as well. Oh, like, she is know. actually the show one yeah. is a girl. They they said that on the website, which I know people don't and, people don't like the website. But that's been considered a canon because it's showed up the mobile game too. But this is yeah. really nerdy talk. I'm kidding. It's really <laughs> nerdy stuff. This is ancient lore. You're right, Crash. This is deep lore. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess to redirect back to Matra, it's also interesting how Matra is the only kaiju besides King Kong to give Godzilla an out and out defeat like this. Like that's the Matra larva. You guys asked me too many times. He's like, all right, fuck it. I'm a good man. <laughs> yeah, the monster larva kick his ass in this. It's so funny. I love the bit when the one grabs his tail and Godzilla flips the fuck oh, yeah. out. He's like, ah! God, I just, love, 
I like the idea that he was just, you know, he was on land because he wanted to get across mm. Japan. Like he's like, he's, he's, yeah. he's like, oh, I can't be fucking bothered to swim around Japan. I'm <laughs> walking over it, and then suddenly everybody's attacking him. He's like, guys, just leave me alone. And now there's mm. these two little worms attacking him as well, who somehow, <laughs> like, you know, they defeat him. Yeah, <laughs> they oh, push him in the sea. I know. Yeah. I know. Right. That reminds me of. Mm-hmm. The best part of the movie, obviously, um, the teacher mm-hmm. children side plot. Oh, I was actually just, I was actually just about to bring it up. But hold on one <laughs> second, Crash, because I want something else. I do say it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. how this time the military plan actually works pretty well. They almost succeeded mm-hmm. at actually. It's just that the power line broke <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from overheating. Yeah. So at least this time, because we were memeing about the military trying the same plan for the second time in a row, and technically third, <laughs> if you count Gojira with electricity. But this time, it almost worked, even though even though we were laughing about, about the nets. It still mm-hmm. worked really It was still really funny how it worked. But to get back to the teacher plot line, because I did want to bring it up, I love how the teacher plot line is so pointless and stupid. It's, it's solely in there just to give the human cast something to do. I, but I was saying, like, I, I think that's kind of misguided, because, like, all of the last few ones, like, Mm-hmm. Human cast just kind of watches the final fight. Like, mm-hmm. At that point, that's where the focus is kind of like, yeah. when you're gonna end it, like on the final battle. Mm-hmm. Because I think I don't even think Godzilla even saw the kids. Like, no, he, he didn't. Even interact <laughs> with them. No. So, like, Why would he care? Exactly. Yeah. Like, Godzilla's he's having a rough time. He's just trying to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But like, yeah, so it feels so like kind of tacked on. Like, like mm-hmm. there's kids on the eyes. Like, what this? <laughs> <laughs> it's my own, it's my only big issue with the film to be honest what do you guys think of it for dan and ton yeah um it, it kind of it's, it's really funny when it happens <laughs> it's just like you just have the scene just out completely out of the way it's kind of like i get to go on a high with it yeah and then the dock workers are like just as confused as I think, like, who the hell is this guy? There's, there's children on that island. <laughs> it's so, so out of nowhere. Funny. I love it. And yeah. also where it, that little picture of the man. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I just remember that. Sorry, go down. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it does seem like, um, mm-hmm. even though reshoots aren't a bad thing, it does feel a bit like they were like, Oh shit, man, we need to have something to get those guys to the island so they can see yeah. Godzilla get covered in. Um, in whatever you want to call the silk, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's just it's you a nearly bit, slipped like, there. Yeah, I <laughs> but I, I was thinking it too on this watch. I was like, wow, this looks a little. That's that's uh, right. Yeah. You know, like, I know there's a lot of straight Godzilla fans, but maybe they should reconsider it because there's a lot of homo homoerotic imagery <laughs> in these films. Like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and oh it just feels God. a bit like you know it's a re like reshoots just to get them there they've got these kids in the cave which are in no real yeah. danger they'd be fine this whole situation yeah. is in control like but mm-hmm. it's cute it's charming i've got no real problem with it i'm just i'm just happy to sit mm. through this whole hammy ride and enjoy myself and if anyone yeah. shares me and crashing tons i'm a problem with this i'm gonna link to another good video by, by kudai kino where he broke down why the ending might have problems and how he would personally fix it. I'll also put mm. that in the in the description. Lots of YouTube links today. <laughs> but anyways, uh, going back to, to the military plan real quick, did you guys have any thoughts on this time it working? I was surprised. I was about to text him. Like, what if we <laughs> try to electricity again? 
I was like, wow, did it actually work this time? <laughs> third time. Third time's a charm. Dan and Ton, do you guys have any thoughts on it? Or is it just like, oh, okay. Yeah, um, I really like the military scene. This, um, some, some of you know that actually that was interesting. This is actually the last time. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. fights Godzilla. In, in the show era. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I was really interested in Also, um, this is peak military nerd. I, I was kind of interested in how mm-hmm. you kind of see the little evolving technology of mm-hmm. the J, um, JSDF mm-hmm. during this time. Like, so this is probably some people won't notice, but in um, the first three movies, the tanks they would use were um, old American Sherman tanks. Oh, yeah, they are. Mm. Yeah, and, which were American tanks that you were using in World War II that they gave to Japan because they didn't need them anymore. <laughs> but in this, they're using um, Type 61s, which was a domestic Japan- Japanese tank. Oh, yeah, now you mentioned it. I just noticed that now because they, they even have the Japanese logo on them. Oh, not logo, I'm a fucking idiot. Um, The Japanese flag. <laughs> I can't believe flags are logos now. The Japanese flag is on them, is on them a lot more prominently now than the other mm-hmm. three. Mm. Yeah, so that, that was just kind of a fun bit I know, mm-hmm. So Yeah, oh, I liked it. What about you, Dan? Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? On, on the I big, mean, giant electric net? <laughs> I mean, going back to what I said earlier about why don't they just build a wall, I suppose yep. they did learn some shit and they were like, how about, you know, it's work- it hasn't worked before when we've used it. Why don't we just put a net on him this time? Maybe that will make it work. <laughs> and it did actually, just, yeah, because he falls to the ground see. in pain. Mm. Yeah, I can just see, like, you know, a bunch of, like, military commanders sitting there going, right, we need to build a giant net in case this happens again. Have you, <laughs> it's like, it's the same thing as, like, Evangelion, where they've got giant yeah. pistols. There's people yes. making these giant guns and giant nets, and it's just and my favorite animal. shit in the world. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I will say, when they, when they first got the mm-hmm. net, I thought they were just like, just trying to do up and down and down to it. I was like, all right, good, good one. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Maybe they're trying to catch oh, some tuna. <laughs> That's a lot of fish. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot of fish. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I love this movie. Just, just, just a quick comment. Mm-hmm. It was just, <laughs> you got to... Uh, so funny how they're just dancing, just like blah blah squadron go. So it means like these helicopter bots have been training. Oh, I love net formation. We okay. You want the what? What would make Nation Godzilla the best Godzilla movie ever? If if they tried to drop nets on Godzilla at the at the end of that. When Arno's little blurb, like, well, like, net defense formation or something like that. I don't know what the fuck you call it. In some, somewhere in that universe, there's a military handbook and there is a training course teaching people how to use the net, all applications <laughs> for the net, what this net does, what it doesn't do, and, you know, all the, all the calculations that some bigwig had to do just to make that net work. <laughs> <laughs> God, they should have called it, it Godzilla vs. the Net. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. no, that's a 90s film with the internet. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess now that because we're sadly approaching the end of our episode, I've loved this episode so much. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask everyone to close thoughts. So, Crash, 
what are your closing thoughts on Mato versus okay. Godzilla? Um, yeah. yeah, like I said before, it was a lot of fun, really enjoyable. I feel like all the aspects of it, generally, really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely one of my favorites so far. All right, Ton, what are your closing thoughts on Mato versus Godzilla? So, um, uh, really love Mato versus Godzilla. Like I said, if you only had to watch one show movie, this is probably one I would recommend a lot. There's so many good ones, but this one especially is just the standout quality. Um, lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Love watching it. Love talking about it. Looking forward to more. All right, Dan, what are your closing thoughts on Mato vs. Godzilla? I mean, everybody said pretty much what I think, but also, yeah, it's like, yeah. I think it's this is one of the few Godzilla films I would recommend to people who have no interest in the franchise other than Gojira, Shin, and um, probably Kingdom Monsters and 14. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's the quintessential Showa film. Like, you, you mm-hmm. get everything that you need, uh, fun and a good message. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. just so good. I just love mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I, I I agree, honestly. Um, yeah, the movie's a lot of fun. It has a lot to say too. I think this is the first one that really mixes fun and commentary. I feel like, which mm, I think we, we yeah. all kind of agreed with. Like it's yeah, there's a mm-hmm. lot of really funny bits. But another time though, like look at how much we dive into the capitalism, the nuclear testing, the natives. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff here made to service too. And I do have to say though, I'm glad Crash you liked this so much because Mantra's going to show up again. And again and again. <laughs> yeah, she shows up the second most of any Godzilla monster behind only Godzilla. So even getting her own trilogy in the nineties, but we'll cover that on a different point. Mm. So oh, I forgot that... to mention something. Yeah. Sorry. Sure, go ahead real quick. This, no this is also quite a good film for having a female character who isn't a damsel in distress yes i forgot to, I mention, forgot that to mention that i'm so sorry <laughs> it's no problem i completely forgot about it too um yeah just real quick the main character is a woman and she's not a damsel and she actually does stuff it's really cool yeah. and she's a journalist which is common for honda but i'll probably get get into that next time on Ghidorah because that has a lot of strong female characters too mm. so so where can people find you dan Find me. Uh, well, hold on. I have my links here, and I've just completely lost them. Two no seconds. Uh, probably the best place is my extremely loud mouth Twitter account. <laughs> um, we love which you for is, it. <laughs> it's at revised Dan, and um, yeah, I tweet a lot about Godzilla and how much I hate capitalism and bigots, <laughs> <laughs> and then. Um, I mean, I have a website, but I don't think that really matters. And then and my Instagram is revised underscore Dan. No, revised mm-hmm. underscore fiasco. Sorry. No <laughs> and that's just that's just art. And there's no raving about capitalism or bigots on there. So that's safe for work, Dan. Um, Twitter is not safe for work, Dan. That's to say that. <laughs> but we love you because of it. Your, your Twitter is amazing. So yeah, if you, if you can go follow dan on there if you really loved hearing his takes which i imagine you did that's where you find him <laughs> and, <laughs> and next time we're, we'll be handling Ghidorah, which i can't wait for that's in my top five godzilla films so goodbye until then and i'm glad you all listened and i'm so glad that you were able to join us Dan. cheers thanks for yes, having thanks me for See you. i really enjoyed it <laughs> all right mm-hmm. okay